0: Do you think the media should be able to publish more information from court cases? We have a pretty strict set of rules here in Canada, especially when you compare them with what you see, you know, south of the border. But now our rules here are being challenged in a case that is going before the Supreme Court of Canada and the BC Civil Liberties Association will be involved in this. So let's find out why. Vibert Jack joins us now, Litigation Director for the BC Civil Liberties Association. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, it's my pleasure.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about this case first?
1: Sure, so this is a challenge that's being brought by a number of uh, media organizations to a section of the criminal code that prevents them or anyone from um, speaking about or reporting on um, things that happen in jury trials, criminal trials, Um, and in this case, it was a fairly high public interest case, um, and the court in, in the case uh, ruled that the media organizations couldn't report on things that were happening kind of pre-trial applications. Uh, the provision in the criminal code, to read the wording of it, it seems to only apply while the jury or after the jury has been selected. The court in this case kind of applied it more broadly to pre-trial applications. And and that's what the organizations are challenging.
0: Okay. That's so interesting then, because the public doesn't usually get to see or hear about this kind of stuff, do they? Well,
1: there's a general principle, the open court principle that things that happen in our courts um, are supposed to be, uh, you know, open to the public and the press is supposed to be able to report on it. But um, in some cases Uh, there's limits on that. Um, So in in this case, the reason for the publication ban is that, um, you know, Parliament doesn't want juries to be uh, biased by things that they see in the media. So there are applications that the jury is excluded from, um, decisions that the court makes. So as an example, if uh, the accused is trying to have some evidence excluded from the trial, it wouldn't really make sense to have the jury hear all about that before the judge decides whether to let that evidence be included or not. Um, So that's the purpose uh, of this particular publication, Ben. And yeah, the the public doesn't get to hear about it in in jury trials because the risk is that the jury would hear about it too, and it could impact their decision making.
0: Right. Even this part, even the fighting over what could possibly be made public, I feel is something that Canadians, we don't often see this, like that it would go this far to have this discussion.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, of course, anytime a a case goes all all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, as it it has here, um, it's a bit of a rare situation. Um, I think it's, it's very important that the public does get to know um, about these goings on. Um, You know, Public scrutiny of the criminal justice system is incredibly important. Uh, we we don't want to have secret criminal trials going on in our country. Uh, I think that's very scary. And basically, what what we're arguing here is that yes, sometimes um, sometimes publication bans are necessary to protect fair trial interests, and and the BCCLA is obviously uh, very concerned about fair fair trials and criminal cases. We want to uphold that as well. Um, But we're worried in this case that um, the parties, there's a risk that we could see fair trial and freedom of the press and the open court principle uh, being seen as being in conflict, Um, whereas from our point of view, the open court principle, freedom of the press, uh, public scrutiny of criminal trials, those things actually uphold fair trials, and uh, we don't want it to be limited any more than necessary.
0: Now, Vibert, is there a way then, in your opinion, to balance these things? Like, what is your argument to the Supreme Court here?
1: Well, if you read the wording of the criminal code provision that's being challenged here, um, it it seems that the publication ban should really only apply to a limited portion of the trial, um, which is where the jury... Um, has been selected and has been given permission to separate, um, but before they have begun their deliberations. So that's really the part of the trial where the jury could possibly be reading things in the news. Um, if the provision was just applied the way it seems to be have seems to have been intended by Parliament, then we say that would be probably a good balance. Um, but some courts in the country, and including in this case, have um, Applied it more broadly uh, again, all the way to the very first applications that are happening even before the jury's been selected um, so in our view that that really doesn't strike a balance and if there's specific concerns that arise earlier in the trial process, then there are common law rules around publication bans that give the courts the discretion to apply a publication ban in specific cases where it's necessary so we would say that's, that's the solution. Let judges use their discretion to, to strike the balance in, on a right. case-by-case basis.
0: So do you feel that now it's just kind of um, it's automatically used where it doesn't need to be automatically used in your opinion unless there's some kind of concern?
1: Exactly. Um, uh, either party um, can can raise concerns if they, if they think that there's a risk uh, to trial fairness or some other important issue. Um, they can apply to the judge to have a, a publication ban put in place. Um, judges can do that on their own as well. Um, so, yeah, a, a blanket publication ban that just kind of applies across the board. Um, it just goes too far.
0: Okay, so what are the steps here then, vibrant how, how is this going to appear? Like, what is the timeline?
1: Um, well, the Supreme Court of Canada is going to be hearing the, the case, uh, the appeal on Wednesday. Um, there's actually another related case coming out of Quebec that's going to be heard tomorrow as well. It's basically dealing with the same issue. Um, and then after hearing, um, after hearing oral arguments, the court could give a decision immediately. So it's possible as soon as Wednesday, uh, or they might reserve their judgment, which means they'll, um, go away and write up a decision and then release it in the coming months.
0: Okay, so it's going to be a while before we hear something. But does this happen periodically? Does a case like this get brought before the Supreme Court?
1: Um, You know, there have been certainly cases in the past uh, at at the Supreme Court level that have dealt with um, publication bans Um, more generally. I I think the case law is a little bit more developed in terms of what I was talking about earlier, the common law discretionary um, publication bans that judges... Can impose. So there's a very clear uh, and well-developed test um, for judges to apply um, in cases where they're concerned that there might be a, a risk of trial fairness and they want to have a publication ban imposed. Um, there's a little bit less case law, I think, on in terms of these statutory publication bans, so where the criminal code specifically says in certain cases the judges have to do it. Um, and that's what we're talking about here. So this was, uh, yeah, it's a little bit, certainly this hmm. particular provision hasn't been dealt with yet, so we're going to be very interested to see what the court does.
0: I'll be following along for sure. Thanks so much for your time this morning.
1: My pleasure. Thanks again for having me.